Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. Welcome to the show, everybody. Thanks for joining me tonight here on Gay Mass. Just a little reminder there, sorry. <laughs> Welcome to uh, the show, everybody. Thanks for joining me tonight here on Gay Mass. Tonight I'm doing, obviously, a Gay Mass show uh, where we talk about all things gay, all things um, gay news, gay whatever. So if it's gay related, that's what we talk about on the show. If you listened to the show before, you know that, but I appreciate you listening. So, um, Lots of things, lots of things going on in the news these days or tonight. Anyway, there is um, today or yesterday specifically. It's Sunday right now. Yesterday was actually the fifteenth anniversary, fifteenth uh, year anniversary of uh, Matthew Shepard's murder. And uh, for those of you who don't know who Matthew Shepard was, it would be a travesty for you not to know who he was. Because he was um, just a regular guy, regular gay guy, you know, young in his twenties and trying to. He's twenty-one years old actually, and lived in. Um, he was from Colorado, but lived in Wyoming. <clears throat> pardon me, at the time, and he was um, in October nineteen ninety-eight. He was lured um, in from a bar in Laramie, Wyoming, um, by two men and. Uh, he was kidnapped, he was robbed, he was brutally beaten, tied to a fence, and left to die uh, in Wyoming on an open prairie, basically. And he was discovered 18 hours later, and for the next five days, um, he was in a coma in a hospital in Colorado, where he was from. And his family uh, and, and people who loved him and the world were watching because this was such a brutal murder. 
or a brutal thing to happen. Um, one of the very first uh, public instances where people were actually um, aware of the brutality of gay bashing. And um, so that's why this was such a big deal at the time. And I remember when this happened and I felt so incredibly sad about it because uh, he did die and um, he died, um, as I said, 18 hours later and, um, or excuse me, five days later. And as a result of that death, he was um, sort of martyred in a way by the gay community to have been someone that was considered to be, um, you know, an example for uh, pushing forward new legislation for gay rights in the country. And, um, you know, it caused uh, the president at the time, Bill Clinton, to renew efforts to extend the federal hate, hate crime legislation uh, to include LGBT individuals, women, uh, and people with disabilities. And um, after about a decade of wrangling in the Congress, um, a coalition of lawmakers passed the LGBT Inclusive Federal Hate Crimes Bill in 2009. Um and kind of stuck and snuck, snuck it in there as part of the National Defense Authorization Act in 2010. So it had to be snuck in what was the right thing to do to protect people, but it did actually happen finally. So fortunately, people were um, <clears throat> did the right thing to some degree. So nowadays, Matthew Shepard is seen as someone, um, you know, he's remembered because he was just a, he was a really sweet guy, apparently, by all accounts, and people who knew him loved him and whatever. So Hopefully, if you don't know who Matthew Separate is, you will know who he is now. And by the way, I want to say hi to David, the 5x5 in the chat room, Joss Peterson, and to Danny. Thank you guys for listening to the show. I appreciate it. If you guys want to call in, you're free to call in. Um, the call-in number is, hold on a second. What is the call-in number on my show? I don't even know um, because I use it so rarely anymore. It, Call in number is area code 214-377-0481. Or you can always call in uh, for free using Skype if you like uh, to Off Limits Show on Skype. And I can um, hear you that way as well. So um, so what was I going to say? Oh, so yeah, so that's a little bit about Matthew Shepard. And um, I just wanted to mention his... Uh, his contribution, unfortunately, the way it had to happen to the gay community, um, but it is what it is. So uh, hopefully everybody knows who he was, and hopefully um, his life, did, you know, obviously it didn't go down in vain because actually as a result of what he, his death and had happened, we had legislation, as I said, so that's good. So what else is going on in gay news? Uh, New Jersey Supreme Court agrees to hear a same-sex marriage case. The state's court on Friday agreed to hear a case on whether same-sex marriage should be legal in New Jersey and whether same-sex weddings can be performed while it decides. So stupid Governor Christie, which I call Governor Krispy Kreme, um, he, he's, a, he's, he's a conservative and is against legalizing same-sex marriage in New Jersey, but there's a big, uh, big effort to push it forward in that state. The great thing is there are more and more states that are passing gay marriage, and it's just a matter of time, as I've said before in the show. So we're just waiting for things to actually um, happen. So uh, it says in the chat room, hey, Josh, hey, Danny, hello, 25. Hey, Danny, are you on Facebook? Yes, private, sorry. 
Don't add gays. Sorry, no offense. Uh, offense is not spelled with a C E F Y I, Danny. If you wanna, if you wanna say something, you should probably say it. Um, um, you should probably learn your, your grammar a little better, obviously. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, Christy is an idiot. I hate him too. And and the fact that people actually think he's actually remotely intelligent is just hilarious to me. I find him to be um, a remote. I mean, a moron. But uh, anyway, so hopefully things will change in New Jersey. We'll see what happens there with uh, gay rights. Um, but it's just a matter of time. It's, you know, people, all they're doing is just delaying the inevitable. It's it's just going to happen anyway. There was a sad story also about um, there was a gay dad uh, who was mourning the loss of his son. Um, his name was uh, Joe Bell. And he was mourning the loss of his son who his name, his son's name was 15 years old. His son's his son was 15 years old. His name was Jaden Bell, his son. Um, and he took his own life earlier this year um, after being bullied uh, incessantly for being gay. And his dad, uh, as a result of this, um, decided to do to start a uh, an organization um, in advocacy and sort of a, um, you know, getting the word out about uh, bullying um, people and, you know, fighting it in schools and in, gen- in general called Joe's Walk for a Change. And as a result of this, uh, he was doing a walk around the country. <clears throat> and unfortunately, he was hit by a car and, and died this last week. So um, that's very sad, a very tragic uh, turn of events. Um, he was doing a really great thing and unfortunately died as a result of it. So that's too bad. Uh, anyway, um, oh, that's nice, Danny, but, um, I don't think, so I don't know if you're kidding or what your deal is, Danny. I don't know if you're being serious or what, but hopefully you were joking. So I'll assume you were joking if you're really a gay friendly person. Um, so what was I saying next? Uh, oh yeah. So that was a really sad turn of events for him as well. And it's great that, you know, people are doing, taking these horrible, tragic events that are happening to the kids out there these days, um, being bullied or whatever. And I just, I spoke about this last week or last week's show or whatever, um, about a documentary I saw called Valentine road. And I saw it and it's really amazing. And you should, you should check it out if you haven't seen it. And most people know about the story itself, but the story is if you don't know what the story of Valentine Road is, is um, is um, it's about okay. So nineteen in two thousand eight, there was this kid. If you saw his picture, you'd know what was his name. Let me go look at his name. I can't remember his name. Let's look it up. Uh, let's go find his name real quick. Um, oh yeah, his name was Larry King. That's right, because his name was the same as Larry King. Larry King, you know. So the guy's name was Larry King, and he was a a uh like 14 year old kid right and it was all over the news i'm sure you guys if you saw his picture would recognize him but he was a biracial kid like half black half white or half black and half half hispanic or something and um so anyway he had actually um he was very effeminate and whatever and he really was less gay than he was um transgendered and, you know, he, he would dress like a girl and he would actually be, um, you know, kind of effeminate and that kind of thing. And he was 14 years old and he's in middle school. So as you know, especially if you're a boy in middle school, it's probably the hardest time in your life, whether you're straight or gay, because everybody is filled with complete insecurity and, you know, everybody's trying to fit in and, and belong. Well, anyway, so this kid stood out like a sore thumb. This kid had a really hard life. He had 
been um, abandoned by his family, his parents when he was an infant or whatever, and left to the system, the foster system. And his foster parents that were taking care of him were abusing him, like physically, I mean. And it just so it had a horrible, horrible life. And so <clears throat> he was at school one day, or he'd been in school, and he had uh, this crush on this guy, this um, white guy who was very, um, he was a little older, maybe a year older or whatever, and um, good looking and, you know, kind of a jock or whatever. And so he actually um, went up to this guy on Valentine's Day. And at their school, they had this thing where they actually were um, talking about, you know, what they did was they took Valentines and up to people that you were attracted to or you liked or whatever. And so you would say, will you accept this heart from me? And so he took this and with his earrings and his high heels he was wearing and went up to this guy on the basketball court where he was surrounded by his friends. And he said this to him and the guy got really pissed off, of course. And um, so then about a week later, he's in his class with this guy and it's a computer class. The guy pulls out a gun, shoots him in the back of the head in front of everybody else in the eighth grade or whatever, twice sits puts the gun down sits there and watches him bleed out to death okay and he shoots him because he says he's a faggot or whatever and he's a nigger or something like that and so um it turns out this guy was completely like a huge like aryan supreme supremacist or whatever you know like a white supremacist and was totally into like neo-nazism and hitler and all this shit and so the guy obviously murdered this guy. The teacher saw it. The, the students around him saw it. Everybody saw him do this, okay? And so what happens? What happens next? Well, the um, the actual guy runs out. The guy that shot the other guy runs out of the room. And um, the, the other guy's sitting there dying or whatever. They take him to the hospital. And he's there and he lives for about three or four days and then ends up dying as a result of the wounds. The other guy gets charged with murder. So they go to trial. Okay, so they interview the people in the trial. On, on, on the jury, the people on the jury said this. This is what they said. They said to him, um, they said to him, to the guy, about the guy who shot the other boy, the straight guy who shot the gay boy, whatever, that, oh, he didn't know what he was doing. It was gay panic. The guy didn't know... You know, he was, he's just scared and insecure. Oh, the poor guy just didn't know what he was doing at the time. He was out of his mind. You know, he doesn't deserve to die or go to prison, you know, nothing. And they wanted to let him go. And so the, the, the jury was actually divided seven to five, five people stating that this guy should actually be tried for murder, for first degree murder. And the other people, premeditated murder, the other seven jurors believe that he should be tried for manslaughter only. So they won and they tried him for manslaughter. He got 20 years in prison. And they interviewed these women after the fact, said, oh, the poor guy, just the poor kid didn't know what he was doing, blah, blah, blah. And so I was just, it's just completely, completely flabbergasting that people, simply because this excuse the murder of another human being who's gay, simply because the perpetrator actually um, 
simply because the perpetrator actually looked like them or was Caucasian or seemed like a nice boy. I mean, it was just appalling. But anyway, you should check out Valentine Road. It's a really great documentary. It's a lot more to it than what I told you. Um, but you can check it out. It's on HBO right now. Uh, you can rent it on Netflix, I think. Um, it's all over the place. So definitely check it out if you're interested. So um, the one thing I want to talk about tonight was coming out. And yesterday was the coming out day, national coming out day, or the 11th was anyway. And I didn't have a show yesterday about this because I didn't have, uh, I didn't feel very well yesterday, but I wanted to talk about coming out because on tonight's show on Game Ass, because it's important, I think, for people to come out. And a lot of people think, you know, different things about this topic, whether it's important people come out, whether it's not important, whether it's important certain people come out or not, whether people should come out on their own or be forced out of the closet, whatever the case may be. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about my coming out story and also, which I've talked about before, but also talk about, um, you know, the power of coming out and why it's important and why we as gay people, gay, lesbian, bi, transgender people, uh, whatever we might be, um, it's important that we come out and be truthful to ourselves as well as to our families and our friends and the general public at large. And so, and I really believe that because um, it's the, the the entire reason we have gay pride parades. Why do we have gay pride parades? People always wonder and ask that question. Why do you need to flaunt it? Why do you need to go out and let everybody know you're gay or whatever? You know, a lot of people who actually um, will say that to gay people because they, they think gay people are just flaunting it or whatever, like we could be, do anything else, right? Oh, thank you, Caleb. I love you too. Uh, <laughs> so um, we are... The reason we have gay pride parades, and I've always said this, is because of visibility. If we didn't have gay pride parades, that would allow others, meaning people who are against us, uh, not people who are for us, but people who are against us, uh, heterosexuals who are against us, or re- highly religious people who are against us, evangelicals, etc., to forget we exist. It's easy for them to forget we exist when they don't know anybody who's gay or they don't socialize people who are gay and so forgetting that we exist makes it easy for them to treat us like we don't matter in terms of law in terms of how we're treated in society in general so when we're constantly there in their face every year gay pride parades or we're constantly there in their face every day in in fighting for our rights as activists um then it makes it impossible for them to ignore us and so they have to deal with a problem and people just want to sweep the problem, being us, gay, we gay people, under the rug instead of dealing with us. And so that is why it's so important to have visibility. And that is why I believe gay pride is so important. And when it comes to um, outing people or coming out or whatever, um, I feel that being gay is... Um, we, we as gay people have to do something that no one else has to do. We have to come out of the closet at one point in our life. Now, we don't have to come out of the closet. There are people actually still who live their entire lifetimes in the closet without any type of... Um, without any type of concern for what it does to them internally or anything. They just live their entire lives as if they were heterosexual because it's easier or because it makes their family happy or or they're too ashamed or whatever. Um, and the majority of us, though, eventually in one part of our life will come out. And so we, as gay people, have to eventually face this part of ourselves where we say to our friends, to our family, whomever it might be, look, 
I am gay. I am gay. And you, who, the person you've always known is the person I still am to you today. Um, and that's the people a lot of times have an issue with that. You know, you come out to them and are like, well, I don't know who you are anymore. Well, of course you do. Of course they do. It's exactly the same person that you've always known. You just didn't know everything about the person that you didn't know was gay. And so um, when I came out, I came out when I was 14 years old. And um, I came out because my mother found a message on my answering machine. I'm not going to go into the whole story because I've talked about it before on my show. But my mother found a message on my answering machine from a guy I was dating who was older than I was. And she confronted me about it. And yes, I told her I was gay. And so um, I came out that way, basically. And then I came out to my extended family a couple of years later after that. And it was it was not something that was taken very well initially. My mom eventually came around fine. She loves gay people. She loves me. She's perfectly fine with it now. And she has been since I was 16. But my extended family is, um, you know, they don't like gay people, generally speaking. They think gay people are, um, you know, against God or whatever nonsense as usual. You know, you hear all the time, right? But... Um, they are um, the typical people you would find here in the southern states of America, in Texas, where I live, or in the south, or um, anywhere in the Midwest even. The majority of America is like that, or not majority, but the majority in terms of the size, like in terms of the state's land mass area, are like that You know, here in the United States. And that doesn't mean that the majority of Americans feel that gay people shouldn't have rights, but there are a lot of gay straight people who just think we gay people are just wrong because of their own morality or their own belief system. And um, morality, as I've always said, is subjective. So when you come out to someone and they 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 are completely um, completely against what you have to say or completely against gay people and you come out to someone it takes a lot of bravery to do that and it takes a lot of bravery to stand in your own two feet in your own shoes and say look this is who i am if you don't like it fuck you and that's exactly the way you should be because it doesn't matter if you're gay or if you're transgendered or lesbian or bisexual or you're i don't know a closet toe freak, I don't know, fetishist, whatever it is you are, everybody has something they may be ashamed of, whatever it is, you are, that is who you are. So be who you are. To be anyone besides that is to deny your humanity, to deny why you're here, to deny your, 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 the, the exact essence of who and what you are. And so you're, you're allowing someone else to take away from your life, uh, the rest of you to, to take to own you to own that part of your soul when you are afraid to come out and be who you are for whatever reason it is you're hiding in the closet. Okay, so you take that power back when you come out. You take that power back from other people, the power that they once had over you, um, which was to your fear, which oftentimes is simply blown out of proportion of what the actual incident will be like for real um, when it actually happens, your fear is preventing you from telling people who you are. And I have had so many friends since I came out when I was 14, you know, who had to come out to their parents or their families 
or friends and have had very negative negative um you know um, reactions from people and so what do you do if someone comes out you come out to someone and they're they're they have a horrible reaction as i said you don't need someone else's approval to be who you are you don't need someone else's okay to be you you are who you are regardless of what someone else thinks of you and so what are you going to do your only option is to be yourself or to be someone you're not and life is far too short to live it being someone and something that you're not. So um, I have always felt that, you know, when I came out when I was 14, like I said, ever since that moment, I have felt very free to be who and what I am. And I have never made any apologies for who and what I am. And I shouldn't because I am what I am, just like anyone listening to this show is who and what they are. Um, there are things about each of us that we may want to change that are not intrinsic to our very nature. I mean, maybe we're, we want to be a better listener or a better friend or, I don't know, way less or way more, whatever the case may be. That's different. But I'm talking about something that's the pure essence of what you are. Your sexual orientation is not something that you choose. It is something that is in, that is born into you. It's born and programmed into you from the moment you come out of the womb. And anyone who's gay knows that this is true. Anyone who's gay knows this. And it's always so hilarious to me when people who are not gay always ask, well, is being gay a choice or is it a, is it a, a conscious decision? Um, that's always so fucking funny to me. Well, I'm always like, why don't you go ask a fucking gay person? They'll tell you. And a gay person will tell you, no, it's not a fucking choice. Um, and even if it were a choice, that shouldn't fucking matter. But the point is that we are what we are because we were made this way. And, you know, born this way as the song goes. So to act as if we have some sort of choice to be something else is ridiculous. I mean, would you ask, would you ask, I don't know, Oprah Winfrey to be someone else? I don't know. <laughs> would, you, would you ask Madonna to be someone else? Would you ask uh, um, Katy Perry or Rihanna? Or I'm just trying to think of singers and famous people. I don't know. People who we, we look up to or whatever to be someone else, you know, because the, the beauty is in who and what they are. And what they have to offer as an individual, as a unique individual. And each of us are unique individuals. So I just wanted to say about coming out. Sorry, I went on a little bit about that. But I wanted to say about coming out that it is something that is important for everyone to do. Now, the question, one of the questions that I asked was, is it something that you should force people to do? Or is it something that should come out in their own time? I feel people should ideally come out in their own time. Yes, I think people should... You know, when they feel comfortable or ready to face whatever uh, consequences of coming out may be for them, um, that's when they should come out. But if someone is actually forcing someone to come out, I think that's wrong. I think outing people is wrong. And, you know, there are people who actually feel differently, of course, but I, I think it's very, very wrong. Um, hold on. Sorry, I was reading the chat. No, and Indiana, very much the part of getting ready straight. We are all one. Um Hold on. I'm sorry. I was reading. Sorry, 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 sorry. You called me an idiot. Yes, I did call you an idiot. <laughs> so, yeah, I did call you an idiot because you said you said you don't talk to gay people or something. So, you know, if you were kidding, like I said, then it's fine. But whatever. Um, look, I am somebody. Look, I don't know if you probably never listened to my show before, Danny, but I'm not somebody who, um, you know, 
I say exactly what I think. So if you have a problem with that, you probably don't want to listen to my show. Um, and I don't suffer fools gladly. So if somebody's coming into my room and being an asshole or being um, rude, then I'm going to re- you know, repay them in kind, just FYI. People know this, of course. So anyway, but I think I just misunderstood what you were saying. I apologize if you, if I misunderstood what you were saying earlier in the show. So anyway, uh, anywho, um, what else is going on in the news real quick before we move on? There's, um, oh, well, fuck, what was I going to say? Oh, but like when it comes to celebrities, real quick, I was going to say about celebrities. Celebrities who are in the closet, there's so many celebrities who are completely in the closet these days. And, um, you know, that are still, you know, acting like they're heterosexual and have fake marriages or whatever the case may be. And they go about their lives acting as if there's nothing wrong. Right. Or as if, and and there's so many, so many that are in the closet these days. And there's a lot of rumors about a lot of actors and actresses and a lot of singers and singers and songstresses out there that are, um, possibly gay or are well known to be gay within the Hollywood community or within the music industry, but don't come out because of their career. Now, is it right to put your livelihood, your 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 money ahead of your self-respect? Is it right to do that? Um, oh, Danny, trust me, Danny, trust me. There are people coming who come in my room all the time who know this is a gay show, who cause tr- trouble and issues. Believe me, believe me. So I'm, you know, I'm from a place where uh, I have people come in my room all the time who who say faggot this, faggot that, fuck you, motherfucker. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, shit like that all the time. So trust me, it's not something that's about rational thought or logic because it doesn't make sense they would come in here knowing that I'm gay and calling me names, but it happens all the time. So since I didn't know you or know who you were and you said that, I did not I obviously assumed that you were one of the trolls. So, but it's all it's all good now. We're good. It's all cool. So sorry if we had a misunderstanding. It's all good. I know who you are now, so we're all good. Uh, anyway, and usually I play music on my show, but what I'm trying to do is, uh, oh wait, Danny's saying more. I am straight, but I have nothing whatsoever against gays. I'm working on G Radio. You just don't know me yet. I'm a stranger to you. Exactly, Danny. Exactly. Um, I usually play music on my shows, but I haven't been playing music in the past five, six shows that I've done because I'm trying to uh, get on iHeartRadio. And the only way to get on iHeartRadio is not to play music, and which is I think is a really ridiculous requirement because uh, my shows always have tons of music on them, as people who've listened to my show over the past three or four years know. But I am trying to get on there. So I have to do at least five shows without music. This is the fifth one I think I've done um, without music. Once I've done that, then I'm going to submit it again and that should be approved. And then um, maybe I'll play music again (laughs) after that. Uh, But anyway, so um, that's why I'm not playing music like I normally do on my show. Um, There's also a talking about bullying earlier, but Matthew Shepard. There was a Canadian man um, who was left paralyzed from the waist down uh, in an anti-gay attack. And I just think about how many people just can't stand stand gay people so much that they have to go out and attack them. And if you are so filled with rage and anger and hatred and despise toward gay people um, that you feel the need to attack us or to hurt us or harm us in some way, then you, um, you, my dear, are somehow a repressed homosexual 
or you have had some homosexual tendencies way deep down, I think, because there's no reason for someone to do that who's sane. You know, someone who's sane would not go out and beat people up, just like someone who would go lynch, lynching black people because they're anti-black or whatever. So, I mean, it really... It, to me, people who are that bigoted and that completely to the right of, of sanity honestly have some fucking screw loose. And they really are frighteningly, um, you know, probably repressed homosexuals. And so every time I see somebody who's done something like that, I think, oh, there's a gay gay person in the closet, you know, or they had a gay experience in, in camp or something as a, you know, six-year-old and they make, they, they don't want anybody to know they're gay, so they have to act out every time they see a gay person or call a gay person a faggot or something like that. So, I mean, honestly, it's really frightening and, and sad, but whatever. Um, sorry, I was reading the chat again. Chilling Tony's Braxton's breathe again. Oh, okay, David. <laughs> anyway, so, um, uh, oh, I know one more thing I was going to talk about in Gay Mass tonight. Yes, 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 yes. So I was also thinking one more thing. I was thinking earlier today about the friends, my circle of friends that I have, and thinking about all the people that are in my life that are gay. And I honestly have very few gay friends. I have almost all my friends are heterosexual. And I wondered why that was. And I thought, why is that? Why is that majority of my friends are straight? And it's been that way the majority of my life. And I thought about it. And I thought back, you know, to when I first came out. And I've said this on my show before, too. Look, I thought when I when I came out, oh my God, I'm going to have this entire community of gay people who are there waiting for me with, with open arms, welcoming me to this community filled with friendship and camaraderie and brotherhood or whatever. And that is not at all what I experienced when I came out. I found a group of people, and not just one group, but I mean the entire community, at least where I grew up in Dallas, were all very elitist and separatist and cliquish and 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 did not want unless you were exactly like them did not want you in their group and were very insecure people. I mean, I found just the opposite of what I was looking for, what I'd hoped to find in the gay community. And so, um, when I actually ended up coming out, I was like, "Wow, this is really depressing." And so when I was in college and everything in high school, all my friends were straight. Almost all my friends were straight. Had one really close gay friend. Um, I had a couple gay friends in college that I was close, kind of close to whatever. But, and, and, and now I have one really close gay friend, but the majority of my friends are straight. And I realized I really have never felt a huge connection to the gay community. I do in terms of, in terms of, oh, we're all gay. We're fighting for the same type of, you know, the same type of rights, that kind of thing. Yes, and that way, of course, I do. But when it comes to actually having gay friends and socializing with them, whatever, almost every gay man I know is a bitch or a bitchy queen, an asshole, um, somebody I don't like. They're superficial, shallow. I'm serious. This is this is what my experience has been the majority of my life. So it's very, very rare that I find gay men that I can be friends with because I just am far more evolved usually than they are. Um, I know that sounds haughty and uppity or whatever, but it's the truth. I, I find that I'm just far more evolved human being than most of the gay men I meet. Most of the gay men I've met have been, you know, 
they care all they care about is what you wear, where you where you're from, what you do for a living, how much money you have and what you look like and and how much you go to the gym. I mean, they care about this superficial shit that I just don't care about that much. I mean, the stuff's important to some degree, I guess, but it's not like it's like I would not not be friends with someone because they don't look a certain way or have a certain kind of car or have a certain kind of job or whatever. And that's what I run into here and have my entire life. So for me, it is really disheartening that it's rare that I find a lot of gay gay friends. And I see a lot of gay guys who have tons of gay friends who are just tons of gay, you know, hanging around gay guys all the time and, and going out to lunch and brunch and stuff like that. And I've always wanted to have that, but I've never been able to have it because I just don't connect to gay men in that way. I just, I, maybe it's because I look down on a lot of other gay men because they feel like they're superficial. I don't know. I don't really know what the deal is or why that is. And, and so I'm trying to figure out what the deal is with that or why, but um, hopefully it's going to change in the future. Um, sorry, I was reading the chat again. Uh, so I'm not sure what that's about, but, um, yeah. So if, if I was wondering if anybody else has that issue or has ever had, uh, an issue connecting to their own community, whether it's a gay community or your racial community or your religious community, whatever the case may be, because I feel like for me, I should be having, I mean, I'm 38 years old and I should have a huge group of gay friends. Now I have gay friends that I've stayed in touch with, but I know they're not people I I see every day. They're people that they live all all over across the country or the world or whatever. And they don't actually, I don't get to see them or hang out with them or whatever. So it's not like I can hang out with them. So I don't know if it's a phenomenon that's just here where I'm from, or if it's something that's happening all over the world where people have a lot of gay friends or very few gay friends, but they themselves are gay. So anyway, if you want to call into the show, the number is um, 214. What the hell is the number? God, I keep forgetting what the number is. It's a 214-377-0481. If you want to call into the show, feel free to call in and I'm happy to talk to you, take your call um, before the last few minutes of the show. And if not, then I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the show and say thanks for coming to Gay Mass tonight. I appreciate it. And we will be back um, next week with more gay news, gay topics, gay issues. So I hope to hear from you guys then. Thanks. Planning on traveling this summer? 
Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 